previously on My Best Friend's Journal. I was outed by my dad's best friend. He printed off my entire journal, had my dad out to lunch, and handed it to him. My dad did say in this moment, he was like, I'm not telling your mother until tomorrow because she's been so looking forward to the premiere of your musical. <laughs> and I was like, was that not a fucking clue? But um, <laughs> You had a dentist appointment? Teeth are great. Thought for sure I'd have a cavity. Mm. Huh. <laughs> Read fast forward a year. <laughs> Just fucking full dentures. July 20th, woke up with a beautiful Garth to move his car. I want to lie in bed with him all day. Oh my God. This is much. That is so romantic. Much more romantic than we've ever seen. And I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> Hello. Without further ado. <laughs> was, that, was that Canadian share? <laughs> Five years ago, he got a book to hold my private thoughts. And now we're gonna take a peek Grab a drink or smoke some pot Your private thoughts read aloud How does that make you feel? I don't remember what I wrote This shit might get too real Nothing here is sacred I'm haunted by my past it's called my best friend's journal. Let's start this damn podcast. Let's sing this name a little longer first. It's someone's favorite podcast. Yes, and the world's greatest podcast. Oprah's favorite podcast. Good afternoon, Cam, and welcome to my best friend's journal. Good afternoon, Mikey. How are you, friend? Oh, I'm fine. It's rainy here in Philly. You know, I love a rainy day. Actually, there's thunderstorm warnings, Ooh. which thrill me. Did I tell you that we recently had thunder snow here? Thunder snow? No. I think it's pretty common up in the mountains, but we never had thunder snow growing up. It was, you know, thunderstorms or snowstorms. It's very different. So it's but just... it's just, it's thunder and lightning and dump snow. Oh, interesting. It's cuckoo crazy. <laughs> it's it's a little bit eerie, but also nice. I've never seen it. I can't say anything else nice about snow because um, I don't want to put it into the universe that I'm enjoying this bullshit. It's it's just, I, I don't know how here. to read this right now. <laughs> Very mixed I'm messages. Screaming, screaming at Mother Nature. It is late April. It's April, and it is dumping snow for the second recording in a row. It is April. It is April 21st, actually. And and while we're here, before we go any further, just want to say a quick note. The verdict came out for the Derek Chauvin trial yesterday, and it's, you know, it's a sigh of relief for a lot of reasons um, because it wasn't at all a given that this would happen considering the uh, history of um, prosecuting police in this country. So it's a relief that this man is going to be charged for the crimes that we all saw him commit. It's frustrating because it took a whole lot of effort, took seeing it on video. It took a year of protest for just this one bit of accountability. There's like so much, there's so much that's still wrong. This doesn't fix, but at the very least, um, the Floyd family can perhaps sleep a little easier tonight and get a a bit of relief. Um, So that's a good thing. I do feel, I won't say good, but like a a, a smidgen of relief that that this went the right way um, because I was... I was really worried that it it just wouldn't um, for some reason or another because it so often does not. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, never, never before in Minnesota history. So this is a first. So Mm -hmm. anyway, I mean, there's not too much more we can add to this conversation at the moment, but we would just be remiss if we did not mention it uh, the day after the verdict came out. Absolutely. Um, How have you been spending this past week? Anything going on in Philadelphia other than the the gloomy springtime? Um, Nothing very fun. I'm having like 
What's new? I'm having like dental problems again. I don't fucking get it. You know what? My advice is everyone stop flossing. There's no point. Quit flossing. Everyone don't do it. <laughs> don't waste your money. Save up your money for the inevitable dental procedures you will need um, instead of wasting it on that yes, floss. Save up all that big floss money. All those thousands of dollars you're spending on your beautiful <laughs> <Big> floss. floss. <laughs> I shell out for good flaws. It feels it's a much more pleasant experience if you get the good shit, you know? I don't want that string cutting out my gums. Uh, anyway, it's all pointless. But no, I spent the, a good portion of the week just calling different offices, making appointments. Like, I couldn't, it couldn't be any lamer, but that's that's the truth, and I'm here to tell you the truth. I'm really sorry that you have Michael Scott soft teeth. Um, it's just there's nothing, <laughs> nothing to do about it. I guess I'll have to I don't have steak So I'll have to soak my broccoli In my wine or something Before I Before I eat it Gross Can you imagine Dipping Just a, a nice firm Broccoli florette And a glass of red Doesn't sound terribly enjoyable Um how is your week? Do you have more fun to share with the folks or are we stuck here on dental problems with this uh, old decrepit 31 year old? <laughs> <laughs> my favorite young geriatric. Um, listen, I have very little to report. Um, I did have a slightly gayer than usual week, I suppose. So we can go ahead and get into that if you'd like. I would love to. Let's do it. Gay, 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 gay. Okay, so last week I mentioned that um, a couple of Peter's girlfriends were here and we had gone out to to dinner and had a, a good old time. Well, right after a recording last week, um, it was their last night in town. And so we journeyed down the hill into Denver um, during the day and walked around. It was a beautiful day down there, even though it was dumping snow up here. So I like we, when you say dumping snow. I just get an image of a giant man in the sky really pushing it out. <laughs> It's kind of what it looks like happened on our land, actually. Just Cute. piles. Um, so we went down into town and we were just like gallivanting around in the in the sun. It was beautiful, if a little bit chilly. And my husband for the last few years has been growing out his hair, has really long hair, or should I say had really long hair until Saturday. Um me and his mom have both been gently and not so gently encouraging him to cut it for the past eh, little while. It's just been kind of aimless and long and I don't know, white guys with aimless long hair. You know, you just really got to either have a style or shit or get off the pot, if if you will. Um, I don't know how to take this right now because I am also one of those white guys. You don't but... have like straight white boy hair. You have like curly, luxurious hair. And it like is a it's a whole vibe. Peter just like didn't really know where his was going. And so his mom and I both had opinions about this. But he uh, similar to my mustache, which, you know, he can tell me his opinion, but I'm going to keep my mustache. That's how he felt about his hair until his two best girlfriends roll into town. And they're both like, you you should cut your hair and he's like great i'll make an appointment for tomorrow i was like Ooh. oh fuck you i Ooh, was burn. not i was oh. first of all it, you hate to see where you land in his like opinion priority whatever you want to call that yeah yeah where my opinions land on that yes yeah, completely yeah. <laughs> and so um anyway i i quickly went from fuck you to excited i was like all right well whatever it takes let's let's go get this thing done so we walked around town for a little bit and we did a little shopping and then we wandered by um, this very cute hotel that outside on the street, instead of um, like for outdoor dining here, a lot of people have been doing like little igloos or like little ice fishing huts because it's so cold here oh. during the winter. But this That's place fine. had not done that. They did 
bougie English garden style greenhouses. <gasps> cute. Like black framed glass and like a peaked roof. And it was, they were so cute. Like Alice in Wonderland kind of. Exactly. Very much that. Very much like garden party. And so mm-hmm. um, we we wandered by and we were all like, should we say fuck it to shopping and go have a drink in one of these adorable greenhouses? It was yes, 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 immediately. So we, um, we got a table in one of those greenhouses and had margaritas and appetizers. And it was Ugh. so fun. It was like having a tea party. It was so just you're living my best life how do i how do i get this (laughs) it felt so normal and delightful just to be out in the city and there were people around babes you've said it feels normal a couple weeks in a row it might mean you are near back to the normal we are we're getting close at least with you know close friends it still is a little post-apocalyptic if you look around and see everyone in masks and keeping their distance you know like there's something very um we've gotten used to a very strange thing um, but I, I've had some, yeah, some, some nice normal experiences. You're totally right. So all this to say, we were having this beautiful day. Peter comes back from his haircut, looks fresh as fuck. So handsome. He brought in the picture from our wedding photos for the, like, like say, like, give me this haircut. And it like brought mm-hmm. me straight back. Like every time I'd look up during dinner that night, I was like, oh my God, I feel like we're on our honeymoon. I just, I haven't seen him like that oh. in years. It was so fun. Thought you were going to tell me you brought in the wedding photo and they were like, okay. And they gave him your haircut. Uh- <laughs> And they shaved his head. Um, No. So this whole day just really kind of culminated with dinner in a restaurant where we were just, we, you know, we'd had happy hour cocktails. We ordered a bottle of wine. We were feeling good. We were just laughing and having the best time, just really fun, lively dinner chat uh, to the point that um, the people at the table next to us got up and left and the lady came over and said, excuse me. And we're like, oh, fuck. Pretty sure we were like saying inappropriate things loudly. I thought she was going to complain. And she was like, I cannot I'm tell you. I'm 100% sure you were. There's no way you were not. <laughs> so who likes wider dildos and who likes longer dildos? Let's discuss the merits. We may have had that very conversation. I'm not sure. But this lady came up to the table and she was like, excuse me, I'm sorry to interrupt. I just have to tell you. And we were like, oh, God, what? And she's like, I I can't tell you how nice and normal it feels to hear a bunch of friends out here having just a great time. A bunch time. of f- faggots <laughs> out here. Just... <laughs> No, she was so sweet. She was like, it just feels so nice. It's obviously oh. you guys are close friends. You're making each other laugh. It feels lively in here. And I, oh. I really just appreciated sitting next to you and just left. We're like, oh, that could have gone two ways. Really that glad. Is yeah, we didn't piss her off. It usually does go the other way. I'm, I'm, I absolutely would have been armored for battle in that situation. I just uh-huh. assume people are coming with bad intention. That's very sweet for someone to go out of the way to be like, I am enjoying the fun and the energy you're bringing. That's nice. One more quick thing about this dinner and then I'll be done. Um, so remember last week when I was saying one of the girls we're out with, she loves a table question, best sex, worst sex, that whole conversation. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. She inspired me during dinner to come up with a table question of my own because we were all reminiscing about some high school shenanigans and it turned out that it, it, it brought up some really fun stories. So I thought I'd ask you this very table question. Love it. I'm here for a table question always. <laughs> I know how you love this. I'm going to get you for Christmas. Um, I like games. I like trivia. I like table questions. These are things that you can count on. Have you seen those little cards that you put on a table? They're called like, I can't remember, like conversation topics or something, but they're like little fun cards that are exactly this for that. Sometimes they'll be on like a brunch table and you can just like mm-hmm. pick out cards. And it's like uh, questions to ask everyone at the group and it gets conversation really going. Well, I'm trying to teach Diddy how to read, but until we get there, it's not going to be a lot of use <laughs> for me right now. <laughs> I'm going to get you some for someday when you entertain again. Um. Anyway, the table question was, what is the most trouble you ever got into in high school? Well, the thing for me is I got into a lot of shenanigans, but I also got away with far too much. Like, I You did say that you parented yourself like from junior high on. <laughs> it was a laissez-faire attitude at my house is what I like to say. Um, 
two things come to mind, I suppose. I'll let you decide. One's with a teacher. One is with uh, my parents. First, uh, with my parents, I... Again, there really wasn't, like, punishment for anything, but just, like, the general sense of feeling bad. Mm-hmm. When I rear-ended someone when I was, like, 16 and a half, still had braces on, like, I got into my very first car accident, which is so sweet, and probably the reason behind my grandma driving now, like, really formative uh, <laughs> formative day in my life. I called my parents, obviously, because what does a 16-year-old do when they get into a car accident? Mm-hmm. And my mom and dad were pissed once they... In fact, perhaps before they asked if I was okay, because, you know, they can make the assumption I'm okay if I'm calling. (laughs) I can give them that credit in uh, hindsight. But in the moment, I remember being quite offended by this. The first thing, I don't remember if it was my mom or my dad, but one of them was like, well, the insurance is going to just skyrocket now. And I was like, thanks. I'm fine. Talk to you soon. And hung up. Um, (laughs) The other one isn't so bad, but just like I felt this deep, deep shame. It was a really cool teacher. It was a Spanish teacher, just one of the ones who like got it. She was a good teacher, but also strict, you know, the kind that, yeah. you know. Tina Fey slash Miss Norbury and Mean Girls? Yeah, like wants you like to grow as a human and a student. Just a nice, good teacher. Yeah. Anyway, she's walking around, just checking to see that we all did our homework. It was like a pass-fail situation. And she's a trusting teacher, and I was generally a good student and a nice kid. And she goes, she comes up to me, and I was like, oh, I left it at home. So sorry. Can I just show it to you tomorrow? And without missing a beat, there's a folder in front of me full of unorganized papers, just like, I mean, inches thick. She somehow saw through all of them and, like, reached to right in the middle of the pile and pulled out the blank sheet that was my homework that I had not filled out um, that I had just lied to her face about. She did not say anything. She just pulled it out, shows it to me, made direct eye contact, gave, like, the slightest little um, shake of her head and moved on. I was like, oh, God. (laughs) I love that she shamed you so much in that moment. I also love that that comes up when like asked how much trouble you got in high school. Like not it, like none is the answer to this question. Yeah, I really did. I mean, for instance, I think I've said this before. My I was failing gym uh, because I rarely went to gym. And the principal comes up to me in the hallway and he was like, Mike, hey, it looks like you might be failing gym. I was like, oh, eesh, I guess I might. And he was like, eh, don't worry about it. I got a, I think I got a C in gym. I didn't go to any more classes. I don't know what his influence was, but he directly brought it up to me. We never talked about it again and it was not an issue. So like I had, I was privileged for sure. That I got is away with shocking. A lot. That yeah. is shocking. Also, I'm paying for all of this karmically right now. The trouble I didn't get into as a high schooler is all focused right into my fucking teeth. (laughs) Wow, you really made that specifically about what's going on right this minute, huh? I do believe in karma, and I do believe I've been slowly receiving all mine overdue for a long time. (laughs) Amazing. So please tell me, growing up in a conservative household, I'm sure you got into much worse trouble. Yeah, so... I mean, the most trouble or the most traumatic was obviously like the, the being outed in high school in a very religious family, um, due to my own, uh, sloppy online presence. Uh, but the moment that I got in the most trouble through all of this was after I'd already been outed after everything had already started to settle down a little bit in our house. And we were, my parents mm-hmm. thought like I was trustworthy maybe. And I was telling them the truth. Um, You're I had straight not, now. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, I hadn't yet gone to reparative therapy, but I had told them that I wasn't going to see my boyfriend anymore, which obviously, I mean, what high school, what parent believes their high school I'm going to blindfold myself when I suck his dick. <laughs> uh, I, 
it wouldn't uh, be a lie. Loophole, loophole. <laughs> um, so there was this one moment, and I, I think I told the story on the podcast already, but um, I – uh, my, my friend Jen went out of town and gave me a key to her house. She was like, I know your house isn't safe right now. Go ahead and oh, bring your mm-hmm. boyfriend over, have a date night at our house, make dinner. We're going to be gone for the week. Her mom comes home after we had done this. We did not hook up in their house. We didn't do anything disrespectful. We literally just like, I needed to like get out of my like, uh, very traumatizing house for a little bit. And we came, mm-hmm. uh, he came over, we made dinner and, uh, just like had a couple hours together. It was really nice. Um, anyway, her mom came home, found a jar of pasta sauce in their fridge that she knew she hadn't bought. Jen immediately cracked under pressure. And instead of telling her mom that she had encouraged me to do this lied and said, I gave cam a, a key to the house so we could come clean my room as a graduation gift. I mean, what kind of fucking lie is that he must've come over. So she, then calls me while I'm at show choir camp having the time of my gay summer. Thank you very much. And is like, hey, listen, my mom's in a rage because someone was in our house. I told her it was you. Literally, both of us are already going to get in trouble for this. Please just take the fall. I can't get in any more trouble with my mom. And so I just did. I was like, I, I don't know what else to say. You already lied. She already called my mother and like screamed and cursed her out. So anyway, the entire ride back from show choir camp after I'd had like this like fabulous week among like-minded individuals, bunch of, you know, (laughs) young gay guys and girls, uh, Uh, (laughs) had a really, a really fun like week or week and a half, however long it was. Jazz Um, handing. Yeah. (laughs) uh Uh-huh. Had to drive back like through tears and lectures and groundings and all this kind of shit. And I just, that was, I was so trapped in the car with them on this long car ride. I was so like. All I could do was get lectures about like lying to them and being sinful and bad kid and all this kind of shit. It was yucky. It was really bad. I said this the first time and I'll say it again. Fuck Jen. Uh, And the other (laughs) thing is uh, Michaela always says that that was her punishment growing up. She was never grounded or anything. Her mom would just sit her down and be like, okay, we're going to talk for a few hours about what this was. And the kids would always be like, no. (laughs) Just take away my phone. Ground me, ground me, please. (laughs) oh awful um Um, anyway sorry that was forever long since the gayest moment theme can you please tell me your gayest moment i similar to you last week watching death becomes her watched a gay classic for the first time and this gay classic was (laughs) moonstruck oh with Cher. oh thank you for defining which moonstruck (laughs) not the reboot with anne hathaway (laughs) If Anne Hathaway does a reboot, we're going to have to have an episode about it. I have never seen Moonstruck, uh, so tell me, was it... I mean, it was my first time. Um, was it great? It was, it was great. It was... When I started it, I was like, the way I am with literally every movie I start until I give it a chance, it's like, this is okay. Um, and then it kind of ends up being this very um, fun, comforting, stupid sort of rom-com where <laughs> it just like... There's these crazy, absurd problems and this, like, insane passion that is apparently um, all because of this giant moon that's out for these couple days that all of this stuff takes place. And it all gets wrapped up very cleanly in a way that could never be expected in real life, which is quite comforting and nice. And I recently heard on a podcast, uh, this woman was explaining how she watched moonstruck for like the first half of the pandemic every single day because it was such a comforting movie for her and i kind of get it now i'm like okay it's got like order yes it is it orders the absurd after so much ridiculousness they're like and it still ends neatly with a bow i I didn't realize Cher won the academy award for a rom-com i thought it was a drama 
Cher won the award for one line and one line only that I did not realize was in Moonstruck, and that is, snap out of it! <laughs> Between Jack McFarland and RuPaul, it's like, <laughs> that is so entrenched in gay culture. Yeah, I didn't know it was from Moonstruck, but it, it, when I saw her do it, I was like, oh, that's the thing! <laughs> snap out of it! Okay, I have a question for you that you just inspired me to. Now that it is okay. almost May, it's gonna be May, as they say, looking back on the last year plus... And hopefully, you know, the worst of the pandemic being behind us, or at least the the most, the the scariest part of the pandemic behind us. What do you think got you through it? I mean, I know it wasn't Moonstruck, but like something has to have gotten us all through this, the crazy year that was 2020 and all the uncertainty there. Like what, Hmm. what do you credit for you, like your sanity looking back? Oh, um, well, I guess different things at different points. Um, I went for a ton of walks. I I kept kind of Mm -hmm. like a routine with my weekly podcasts. Mm-hmm, um, I watched mm-hmm. the entirety of Schitt's Creek like three times. Schitt's Creek is um, it's a very comforting show, and I think a lot of people would agree. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It was good timing to have a show like Schitt's Creek. Yeah, the finale was a year and change ago. Like, it was at the beginning of the pandemic, and everyone was, like, in it fully. Yeah, perfect time to, like, start from the beginning and watch a few times. Mm-hmm. Um, I cooked a lot. And lastly, the most boring of them all, I have played probably, I would say close to a thousand games of Solitaire. solitaire is really like um satisfying for me because i can it's something to do that is not my phone or eating while watching tv or or listening to a podcast it like keeps me it keeps that part active that i need it's probably the same as a lot of people do with like knitting i just need Mm -hmm. something tactile to be doing and honestly shuffling it is is the most satisfying part of the whole thing that makes a lot of sense how about you what did you do um, I think the two things that kept me sanest were um, finally like having a, a house to call our own that I then like channeled into a huge creative outlet. Um, the first six to eight months of the pandemic when we were moving around and stuff, I was I was like dangerously bored. I was like too like I had too much time in my own head with like I was, you know, in these rental properties. I couldn't do the stuff that I loved around the house, like mm-hmm. really like nesting. So um, these past six months have been really helpful that way. Um, and then the other thing would just be working out, being active. Um, if I can do that, like that is the closest thing to therapy I've felt in a long time. Um, I feel like Mm. it turns my brain off. I don't look at a screen for an hour. Literally I not dread, but I do not look forward to my days off. I know that I have to take a day off from being active to let my body rest, but like those days I don't feel nearly as sharp or balanced or or Mm. good. I, I, I just, even if it's just going on a bike ride or a hike or something, it doesn't have to be in the gym, but just like being active, um, has, saved me i think this year that's interesting you say that i feel i've been trying to like keep up a kind of workout routine and i take sundays off and i usually like my moods are not as great on sundays and that probably is a contributing Mm -hmm. factor it's just like endorphins you don't get and uh, Mm -hmm. a part of your routine that gets upended for the day i've weirdly gotten to a place where dare i say it mondays are like one of my very favorite days of the week i love getting back into my routine going to the gym on a monday morning i it's definitely my most productive day i just i really like mondays like a like i'm the antithesis of a kathy cartoon i was gonna say you're the antithesis of garfield he also hates mondays right <laughs> oh mondays? yeah yeah mondays <laughs> oh jamaican garfield god bless <laughs> classic all right friend speaking of routine shall we get into our normal routine and read that journal let's see what you've been doing on your mondays five years ago when the moon hits your eye like a big pizza pie, that's amore. When the world 
seems to shine like you've had too much wine. All right. So it's July 25th, 2016. Tell me everything. Where were we? What were we doing? What were we listening to? What were the hot jams? That's not Harry Potter's birthday, is it? July 25th? Yeah, or he's the 12th. This fictional character. Do you have to look this up? <gasps> this is basic trivia, Cam. Oh, you don't know it either. I don't, but you are the you're the HP stan. I expect better of It's you. in July. It's July 31st. This is a Harry Potter trivial pursuit question. What were you doing? I'm shocked you didn't know. Uh, six days before Harry Potter's birthday in 2016. Um, what was I doing? I just started seeing a gentleman we're calling Garth. Um, it seems like I'm quite into him. Mm, girthy Garth. Um... Mm-hmm. I think that's all that's going on. I'm just like, you know, doing normal summer things, waiting tables, and very excited to continue dating this guy. Okay, great. So on the 25th, 2016, you were with said man, Garth, all day. You hung with his friends at W4. What does that mean? I don't know. Sure. He is a little detached with his friends around. Garth cooked us all a pasta dinner, and then rummy, I won! Exclamation point. <laughs> Can never tell if he likes me, but I think so. He was like detached and like not, I mean, it's only been a few days. It's not a big deal. But I remember this was an ongoing thing where like, I didn't know whether his friends even knew like what my mm-hmm. presence was mm-hmm. or anything. And it, it's, that's what'll make you doubt. That's an annoying like, thing. Are you into me? Like why, what is yeah. going on? Yeah. One does want to be like, I don't know, a, a prize in that situation. You want to be like, you know, paraded about. You want to be cherished. <laughs> you don't want to be like. <laughs> I certainly want to be paraded. That is, that is my life's ambition. Someone parade me. <laughs> Um, I mean, it's early. It's only like a week or so into this or whatever. So uh-huh. no problem yet. But uh, yeah, you don't want to feel like something to be hidden for sure. Right. Um, the morning of the 26th. Oh, God. <laughs> I hate when you do that little smirk. It means I'm about to be embarrassed. Gave Garth morning head and swallowed and uh, a big smiley face. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> These are the moments that make me embarrassed of my journal. Um, uh, well, <laughs> why you, you wrote a big old smiley face, so obviously you delighted I you. must have tasted damn good. Um, uh-huh. Do other people do this? Looking back, it feels an insane thing to write. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know anyone else other than me who has a five-year journal. Yeah, so do you write Swallow Peter's Load <laughs> no, this morning? <laughs> absolutely not. Absolutely oh not. Oh my God. I don't, you know what? Uh, I'm going to attribute it to just like, it is all so infrequent that anything excites me. It was a good sexual experience. That does not need to be, we have talked about actual embarrassing sexual experiences on here before. That was a good, like, delightful situation. The experience is lovely. The embarrassing thing is this moment where I look back and see that I wrote that. Uh huh. I felt that was special enough to write. Well, the next line is. He blew me, and then we had coffee. Great. So he reciprocated. Yeah, That's I wonder so what, nice. what happened to my com. Why didn't I write that down? These are the things we need to know. <laughs> Did he swallow? Um, it's a toss-up whether or not he would swallow after he already came. Oh, some yeah. guys will still find that horny, and some guys will not. That's nice that he blew me after he already came. I like that. Sweet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so sweet. So precious. Um, I do not like coming first. Yeah, then you might be 30 minutes laying around in your bed watching someone beat their meat. Mm -hmm. I also feel that way. Does that happen to you, Cam? Uh, (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) After you said goodbye to Garth, you had bagels for Mike's with everyone and then Rock Center. Um, On the 27th of July, did laundry and prepped for the weekend. You got cut early from Rock Center, two days in a row. You hung out with Aaron. Hey, Aaron. At Wheel Tapper Pub for her birthday. Wheel Tapper? 
Wheel Topper. Don't know. Made mix shirt and bought a pipe. We like to make things <laughs> amongst our little friend group. <laughs> uh, we make cards, and now I guess we're in our making shirts phase. On July 28th, up early for bus to Albany. And, oh, Garth picked you up, smiley face. Saw the show. We got four free glasses of wine. Yikes. I've seen you after four glasses of wine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, karaoke and gay bar for Mick's birthday. This is to clarify, we're in Albany because they're still, Michaela's still doing the show, which is where I met Garth. Uh, it's like a summer stock theater. Uh-huh. They're doing Chicago. So I'm there now visiting Michaela for her birthday and probably mm-hmm. rolling around with Garth. No one loves anything more than a cast, a young cast of drunk 20-somethings rolling up to a karaoke bar and just taking over karaoke, just one-upping each other with all their favorite pop songs. <laughs> We've talked about this before. There's nothing worse than being in a gay bar with people that take it too seriously. I like to That's do, usually um, professional performers. I like to do What's Up. I said, hey, yeah, yeah. <laughs> see that's fun people are here for that i always do like eminem so i know you do uh soon it's gonna turn to cardi b if it's up then it's up then it's up then it's up <laughs> that's that's such a good cardi b uh-huh thank you <laughs> <laughs> she's quite demure <laughs> mm-hmm. this is a bashful geisha on july 29th love waking up to garth smiley face oh i'm really into this brunch. usually at this point i'm like yeah. okie dokie <laughs> i know that's why it might still be going on um brunch at mad cafe with the chicago cast and kick you opened oh opened michaela gifts i think that means michaela opened gifts <laughs> no i just can't stop myself from uh, opening gifts when they're in front of me uh she seemed to like them uh garth bought me starbucks said he wanted to do something nice for me and dropped me at the bus that's cute then he went to blockheads at lincoln center with some friends july 30th you had a day with jenny shane and hannah who are jenny and shane jenny i went to high school with she's just one of my best oldest friends and shane's her husband okay um you went to the brooklyn bridge and the 9-11 memorial fort green flea market bought a wine rack um then you ate at blossom rearranged kitchen with Ginny and watch broad city i have a house guest and i'm like here help me uh do some chores i just gotta do a little rearranging uh-huh. of the kitchen uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> you're out tonight probably to west village slash saint mark's slash tapeo what's tapeo oh it's some tiny little bar where kick worked we just we like to uh-huh. harass him wherever he's working uh-huh. <laughs> great convos and laughs with Ginny and shane love them and so glad they're here oh that's sweet um, on July 31st, you're still with Jenny and Shane, and you guys went grocery shopping after breakfast, then worked a long, annoying shift, only made $280. Shut up. Yeah, that's... Got home and... <laughs> I would love that money now, but I guess it really depends on how long and how annoying. That's... Like, who did I deal with for that? I suppose so. Uh, you got home and smoked and baked a cake for tomorrow. What's tomorrow? This was right. Harry Potter's birthday, by the way. Oh, so the cake's probably for him. No, um, <laughs> I think Michaela's birthday still... My goodness, how many birthday celebrations are we doing? A bunch. Um, well, yeah, the next day, August 1st, made French toast breakfast for Mick's birthday. Oh, okay. So she's at her show. So we didn't do like a real birthday. We just gave her those gifts. And then I think we're doing our normal, gotcha. the rest of our birthday traditions on a different day, which we call a birthday, okay. aka a fake birthday. Gotcha. Well, she opened more gifts. More gifts. Um, and then. Uh, hey, made a money lady. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they were from her mom. I don't know. Um, and you're thinking about doing a Golden Girls audition for your friend. Oh, 
Yeah, I did do this audition. I, th- I believe I was cast as Betty White, but I don't think I could do it for one reason or another. I always assume that you know nothing about Golden Girls because you didn't start watching it really in earnest until like this past year. I didn't know anything about Golden Girls. I think I watched a couple episodes to prep for this audition. I think you did this very next day because on August 2nd, you said you got cut from work early. You made 90 bucks. Then you met Garth at Columbus Circle, got great sushi, then studied Golden Girls episodes with Garth, apparently, sex and sleep. I made him watch Golden Girls. I guess it's not so bad. That's a fun thing to do with gays. Have sex with them? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, after Golden Girls. That's foreplay. <laughs> Ew. They're so old. <laughs> oh my god, the number of times I've had sex and heard the Golden Girls theme in the background is many. Oh, that is tragic. <laughs> uh, in college, it was on constantly in my dorm room. And then my first long-term boyfriend loved it so much. So it was like always on. It was either Golden Girls or Will and Grace. I mean, it's not like we mm. were beaten off to Betty White, but we were. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, why not? She's a, you know. a sexy lady. <laughs> yep 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 she is sexy Mm. august 3rd took garth to see julie's apartment (laughs) sightseeing were you this is a typical 100 square foot apartment um (laughs) no he didn't have a place in new york so he was looking for a sublet um on august 5th you went to trader joe's to get food for oh you went to trader joe's to get food so garth could cook for you apparently delish baked peanut tofu Game night in the Olympics, smoked and had great hookup with Garth. My God, you are getting it in these days, baby. Great. Yeah. Damn. Oh, God. I want to fucking date again. (laughs) (laughs) So defeated. When's that second shot next week? Saturday. Uh, Okay. I'm going to get on Grindr, go to like the Philadelphia grid and arrange a hookup for you. Maybe a string of hookups. People are just going to be knocking on your door left and right. I mean, I'm going to need you to send me a few dick pics. (laughs) So I can pass them along. (laughs) Just grab any off the internet. It'll be fine. They don't know the difference. By the time they get in the room, they're just so happy to see one, you know? Um, Once the dick is present and they, uh, you know, adrenaline is pumping and stuff, they won't even remember that you sent them five different dicks. (laughs) I love the term, once the dick is present. Like, like it might come later. (laughs) Now, once the dick is present, um, we want to gently pull back the foreskin. And uh, Who's this? I don't know. I'm doing like a professor. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Now you'll you'll see Uh, that once the dick is available for viewing, you're going to want to um, pull up and make sure the under groin is intact and then put pressure on that <laughs> oh i could listen to that all day please please keep going um, i love this character anyway <laughs> yes like i would love a hookup but i also like this is like fun dating this is kind of sweet it's like nice mm-hmm. to just be hanging out and cooking and watching things like it has been so long since yeah. this and honestly it's a rare occasion that this happens in a place that i feel so at home in like a my home i've done it either subletting or on a cruise ship or spaces that don't feel mine and doing this in a space that feels like yours is also part of the joy this is maybe the most uh regular sex you've had uh since argentina argentina yeah yeah um well on august 6th you had a double shift at rock center you made 300 bucks thank god took an early cut but no one was home cleaned and shaved (laughs) Your what? b-hole. And you vaped <laughs> I, with Garth. I don't know. No hookup, but the cuddling is sweet. Oh, that's interesting. But it seems like a waste of shaving that asshole. Although I didn't specify asshole. <laughs> uh, holy God. The oh, next day you made ass. 500. <laughs> oh, holy, holy ass. ass. You shaved it for no reason. <laughs> Keep it. August 7th. It was a long, stressful day at Rock Center, but you made $575 on a double. Good God. That's a huge day. Yeah, take that money. Um, 
Mm-hmm. You said it was a hard shift, bad kitchen, home, and more Stranger Things and Olympics cuddled and fell asleep. Oh, Olympics. I didn't know the Olympics were happening. That's fun. I, I literally just read it two days ago, but you you didn't listen. Oh, I selective hearing when it comes to things you say. Mm-hmm, I know. <laughs> On August 8th, got Dadalo's gift card, then slow, slow night at Rock Center, 150 bucks, cut at 10. That's like the most dad gifty thing ever. Like, did I get him a tie too? A Lowe's gift card? It's his birthday on the 9th. That must be that. Oh my God. I'm a dad with no children. I'm like, give me Lowe's gift cards for my birthday. <laughs> it's what I want. <laughs> uh, keep the tie though. I think that will be the last gift I ever bought him. I hope he bronzed it. <laughs> he did. He did. Finishing this day, uh, you had sex with... It's Garth Cam. Moving on. Then snuggles and sleep. Although you wrote snugs. Snags. <laughs> those sweet little snugs i'm embarrassed by all this intimacy but also he was a good cuddler so whatever august 9th day off paid all credit cards and bills said goodbye to garth after some bagels stranger things episode three god damn it you're gonna write every episode of stranger things you watch on this i uh, know my god stop writing down the shit you watched i've stopped doing that you can just i can check my netflix history if i need to know you know that's good uh you went to bed after that oh you're missing garth you're actually <laughs> missing someone She's catching feelings left and right. On August 10th, you watched Bloodline and read some of The Cursed Child. Oh. Speaking of Harry Potter. I watched one episode of Bloodline, by the way. Wasn't into it. Um, Yeah, Cursed Child was not as fun to read as to watch. It was spectacular to see. Um, But reading the, Mm -hmm. the book of it was underwhelming because it's a play. It's meant to be seen. I've never liked reading plays. Yep. Some people really love reading plays. They can imagine how amazing it can be on stage and they get a lot from it. But like the only time I'm reading a play is if I'm learning lines. I don't like it. I get it. Also like, LOL. The only time I'm reading a play is never because I'm (laughs) not in plays. (laughs) August 11th. August Wilson. Uh, uh, (laughs) Only took you 10 days of those dates. Well, we just were talking about plays. That's why. uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, gotcha. Mm -hmm. You closed with Eric and made $280. Late Cedars equal bad mood. I get that. Oh, God, yeah. Guess what you watched? I couldn't possibly. Well, it was Stranger Things. You watched it with everyone. And then you are continuing to miss Girth. Ew, why are you saying it like that? I said it with Girth with a little accent. (laughs) <laughs> tarty tarty garthy garthy <laughs> can't believe you named him garth awful <laughs> i know i'm regretting it but here we are um on august 12th awesome jones beach day oh yeah where's jones beach it's in long island maybe okay um, <laughs> uh great perfect thank you for knowing that uh then dinner with kick and tara at Hallian. Oh, Tara, your sister? Oh, yeah. I think this is actually the first time she met Kick. You oh, know, that's so nice. My husband. Your husband, yes. Um, You had dinner in Midtown, and then you saw An American in Paris with Tara. You won the lottery. It oh. was beautiful. An American in Paris was so gorgeous. It's really just like a ballet with music, and it's Gershwin music, which is really fun. Um, and oh, oh, As opposed to ballets that don't have music, which are well, I the, mean, silent, the silent ballets. Ballet with singing. Um. Uh-huh. No, I know what you meant. <laughs> uh-huh. Man, a silent ballet would be would be tough. <laughs> oh. Um, into this day, Kick and Mick told you they're leaving next month until January 1st. So they're leaving in September. So they're going to be gone for a quota for Q4. Um, and you're going to be living with two people that you don't seem very excited to be living with. There's a big old frowny face. I think the frowny face is more just like, I don't know. I was, I was very bummed at this. It was kind of the precursor to them 
moving to California because they're going for such a big chunk of time to basically test it out. Um, and I just thought this whole living situation in New York was going to last longer. So it was just just a big bummer. Yeah. I was also just like kind of shocked. I had no idea they were even thinking about leaving New York. I get it. Um, okay. And then last day for this week, August 14th, double at Rock Center, hate waiting tables, but made almost 500 bucks. So congratulations, old Mike. Seems like I don't necessarily need to write that anymore. Like it, it, it's probably going to just stay true. I can probably just make that assumption. <laughs> that you hate it. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I am wasting uh, precious space here. Well, it's the only thing you wrote for that day. So you obviously didn't have too much else to report on. Mikey, that is enough journal for this week. So before we go, did we hear from any listeners? Yeah, we got a, a doozy here from Matthew on Instagram. He says, hey guys, I have two things that relate beautifully to this week's poop cast. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> First, my husband's cat named Lil Fucky. <laughs> um, <laughs> Lil Fucky. Is too Come fat to lick his butthole and clean it. Hi, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay wait so this cat can't do like the cat thing about like throwing a, a nimble leg up in the air and just going to town on his own b-hole is that what i'm hearing i guess tragic life i mean what, what good is being a cat if you can't auto auto analangate you know <laughs> mm-hmm. he goes on so we ask him daily how his butthole is oh and i and we and we have to wipe it for him regularly oh it really is heinous sometimes <laughs> oh tough. oh no cam will you help me wipe my butthole when i'm too fat to lick it nope i would absolutely help you uh navigate hiring a home health care nurse though that's the kind of friend i am fine i'll take it but i'm not happy about it uh the second Weibo would do it Weibo would i don't want Weibo wipe my butt how many times do i have to tell you (laughs) (laughs) that was the first Uh, time we're back here again Anyway, sorry. Matthew goes on. The other thing he wanted to say is a fantastic tale. When my older brother and I were little, we took baths together. Oh, no. And liked to fart in the tub to see the bubbles and fight over whose were the best. That's the boyiest thing I've ever heard in my life. Wait, wait. There's more. One night, trying to get the biggest bubbles I could, I pushed too hard and pooped in the tub, and then my brother screamed, the brown whale, because all six-year-olds make Moby Dick references. Oh, yikes, Ola. Oh, no, no, no. I guess I asked for it. I did tell everyone I pooped in a pool, so what's the difference? Um, Uh, It's tough, tough. Thank you for sharing and for understanding that some of us just can't help but poop in water. Um, uh Then he sent a picture of Lil Fucky, and man, this is a fat-ass cat. Um, (laughs) I'm really glad he didn't send a picture of the brown whale. Thank you for that. Oh, well, well, he actually said i took a picture of his dirty butthole to send you but figured you all probably get enough hole pics and he was right so thank you for not sending us another <laughs> oh um, narrowly avoided a block there a dirty <laughs> cat butthole pick all right cam if folks want more of my best friend's journal where can they find us you know where they can find us we're on instagram at mbfj podcast where they can also drop us a line if they're in the mood to email they can do so at my best friend's journal at gmail.com and our website as always is my best friend's journal.com That's right. And if you would be so kind, please rate, review, subscribe, share the podcast with friends, uh, anything you can to spread the word about this delicious, delicious show. Spread the word just like you spread your legs, all you little cum dumpsters. We love you. And until (laughs) next time, Mikey, always remember, snap out of it, eh? Hi, Cam. 
Uh, no. <laughs> welcome to... Uh, I can't say it. Welcome. <laughs> welcome to my best friend's journal. Good afternoon from rainy Philadelphia, Cam. How you doing? Oh, son of a bitch. I'm, Sorry. Hold on. They're calling uh, me again. 